Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. This is NNMRadio.com. I am your host, and this is going to be Legacies episode. Um, First Legacies episode of the year. And I scaled it all the way back. I wanted to take it all the way back. And um, because I like like things in this perspective when telling a story. Not not saying story as in false, but this is the history of uh, our time. And um, to begin the story is to tell y'all why I started scaling back. So, for this year, well, actually, that was last year, I did American comparison to Rome uh, society. Uh, uh, Our American society's comparisons to Rome. It it caused me to do some history and some research to go back in time, and I was all the way back at the Roman time, and then I realized, you know, from me already knowing some history, that in order to get Rome's history, you need to technically get the end of the Greeks' history, because Alexander the Great is so far removed from Rome's inception, as Alexander is so far removed from the beginning of the supposed Greeks' uh uh, era or period so the things that we interpret as Rome and things that we interpret as Greek is uh, is, is a really uh, a, a very transparent very thick plate of glass of, of stains and figures and information that, that we see that's a picture that we see now but if you was to honestly see like a hundred years of any of those little fragments or stains in the glass that you see that makes a complete picture you you would see you you won't be able to see a lot of things that you would think is Roman so um going I, I went back and I just I just love the early stories. I love the research. I love the nuance and thinking. Um, it caused me to go for further back. <clears throat> it's like, oh, um, you you could even go 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 back to um, early man, like you know, Homo sapien and Cro Magnon. And um, I was like, you know what? I really like that story, but it seemed like the story still hasn't begun. It seemed like I'm still somewhere in the middle of the story. And then I kept going back. And I'm at, like, very, very first bipedal early man. I'm just like, but <coughs> I love this part of the story. It feels like I'm all the way at the end of the movie. You know, I, I like catching this film at the beginning so it made me go all the way back to like cells and stuff like that so it just made me think like of the earth in that point before it was any animals what type of earth and planet it was and then it just made me think about all right but what about earth <coughs> maybe 
at its formation, what, what, what that would be like. I kept scaling back. And I'm at early earth. Now this is before there's any lakes or stuff like that. And I, it just made me think of uh, the different theories folks have. Far as Earth's origin, so I scaled it back even more. And at this point, <clears throat> this is at the beginning of Earth inception, and we're at 4.6 billion years ago. Um. It sounds like it's not that long ago, but once when you take in the fact that this is eons and era and period, eons went by where the Earth didn't even have a fully formed moon yet. And this was called the pre Noctarian moon. <coughs> this was. Before the moon as we know it, this is at the moment where people predict different hypotheses saying that our, the moon came from Earth or a, a, a satellite, a comet, an asteroid collided with Earth or aliens, you know, created um, um, you know, the moon, I meant to say the moon back then, you know, that, so, so, um, it, it, it just makes me think that if the simulation earth is true, because I, I believe that, 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 that if the simulation hypothesis is true, then the flat earth thing is true is true also because you know it would be like some grid whatever you know it's a freaking simulation right I would also think that yeah then the God hypothesis would be true because and people outside of the simulation they would be like gods and that's in, in that situation literally to the people in the simulation they would, they, they would have uh, co complete control and uh do what they will over the people of the simulation, uh, unfortunately. So, so in that technical sense, you know, I'm not claiming anybody or anything to be to, 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 to be a god, you know, in, in that situation. But, but in, in a traditional, far as in a in a, in a objective sense, <coughs> that that is uh, true, I believe. So, um, and then, um, you got the other way would be like, um, satellite, whatever collided. I, I guess that would be the case. But the reason why it baffles people is because they're saying, what are the chances that an Earth that small will have a, a moon that big? And what are the chances that none other, you, you will have... Earth that small with a moon that big, uh, a moon at all. And um, oddly enough, why is the moon hollow? <clears throat> if that's the case, like the moon ought to have a core just like every other moon that we see around 
of planets. So, um, more likely, moons would be orbiting big gas planets like Jupiter, like Neptune. And those big gas planets are actually warm and they could cultivate and uh, um, um, cater to, to a, a moon's uh, ecosystem. So, what we know about all um, some moons, not all moons, because uh, I overspoke a little earlier about us having the only moon that's like that. <clears throat> it is quite unique, though. That um, underneath the crust, there would be a layer of uh, water that would gather because different elements on, on that scale layer themselves out with uh, iron being the most the, the heaviest in molecule structure being the core and then you know some odd layers but there would be a, a portion in the in the layers of that moon <coughs> where there would be a layer of water in this area would actually they would Theorize it will be warm enough for it to be water, liquid, and not ice. Even on water planets, they believe that it might be frozen on the outside, but there will be a layer where the ice ceases and there will be liquid. So um, I say, yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of unique. And um, they hypothesize that that's the case. Then there could be life in those waters. And I'm digressing, but I'm trying to explain to y'all um, how life got started because that's what made me scale back. So. They theorize that there could be some life in those waters. Water, they believe, at least in, in our universe, is a key element to life. Um, other factors come into play, which I hope that I can explain to y'all in a proper way. So, going back to the story. 4.6 billion years ago pre nocturian moon Hadean Earth Hadean is a derivative of Hades because that's how the Earth was it was lava planet the moon's crust mainly formed around um, 4.5 billion years ago and no, no, or maybe 4.5 million years later. And during that time, you know, uh, the moon was then getting bombarded by uh, a whole lot of comets and stuff like that. And um, also, quick note, people that study this stuff, I was thinking it won't be a surprise now that I know that they'll be working for NASA because NASA would be like, all right, you're studying 
essentially like our planet's uh, is ge- geology. Do you think you could study this commons geology? Is um, what it's made out of, its time period, you know, where does it stand? Um, and uh, geological time, I believe the term is. So they, you know, they, they, they will work for space companies, I, I would assume. You know, the things I'm studying to, to study other planets and uh, to see if our hypothesis on how the Earth and the Moon forms would match up with other planets and other uh, solar systems and uh, how, how different that would be. So, um, and, and uh, I, I really want to stick with the Hadean because um, the Hadean period is uh, such a long time that you could put just about all of complicated life's um, existence all within the Hadean period. Your life, Abraham Lincoln's life, the first monkeys, first plants, all within this uh, Hadean period. And uh, that's that's, um, really daunting that for a very long time, if you was on Earth, you would encounter a lot of heat radiation that would just burn you up. A lot of lavas, just lakes of lavas and looking up into the sky and you would see like a moon that isn't not even a moon I don't know I'm thinking of pieces that are still floating around trying to come together <coughs> thinking stuff like stuff like that what happened and um, a, a really hellish point so uh, I, I want to do a follow up on uh, this Hadean period because uh, they, even though this eon is uh, just you know that, there's uh, different periods that they laid out as geography um, for for geological time stamps that um, vary in minute ways differentiate between. Um, other points because um, when I was going down to um, how did I wanted to study this history I was like alright let me uh, take note of all the eons and then I could go deeper into the different eras within those eons and then to the periods within those eras and um one side was uh, pretty blank and scarce but um, so so uh, complicated also so I, I do want to do some more research and break this Hadean period down to y'all because I would hate to just wrap the Hadean period up in like less than 15 minutes like what the heck 
in uh, other uh, posts that I see, <clears throat> they wrap it up real quick. You know, they they talk about the Hadian, Arcadian period, all all within six minutes, just like that. I don't blame them. Because looking on the information on the Hadian period is pretty scarce. Once we get to the Arcadian, uh, I'm I'm saying period, I mean eon. (laughs) Um, Once we get to the Arcadian, a lot of things start happening. You know, it begins to open up some more. And uh, the the Proterozoic uh, Eon is uh, even even more. I got pages on that, so like it's unfortunate that these first two phases are so blank. But hey, let's start from the beginning. Welcome to the Hedion Hadion planet, which I like to call. Lava World. Alright, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening folks. This is NNMRadio.com. I am your host, and um, let's go on and kick it off, NNM Films, a movie that's been on my mind and uh, technically have affected me, which I thought wouldn't, has been the movie The Divide, and um, I don't know, it feels like I've mentioned this, but... Now, now it feels right that I, I could um, go into uh, a full conversation and just di- divulge into this. Alright. The movie The Divide, at first, comes off as a cheap, bad film. It, um, the, pr- the, the production... Um, comes off like as as some uh, what you call it Netflix type of production, it, you know, like the setting. I mean, like the set. I'm actually talking about the set. The um, the guys that are, you know, were coming through the door with the guns. You know, their costume design seemed just really cheap. You know, it's like it's sort of. Ruins. Um, it, it sort of ruins uh, my my focus in the film. Also, with uh, you know the film location not expanding, sort of you know soured my my, my appetite for the film. And um and um, um the the way the movie progressed, it was more interspective than outward because you know unlike the movie The Road that you wanted to wanted them to explore 
what they did explore was enough. I, I honestly didn't want to know why. And, and uh, the divide, at first, I, I um, wanted to know because... You know, after when the movie ended, I wasn't that satisfied. It, it the, the, you know, I'm, I'm airing out everything that that I don't like and what I first thought. I didn't like the way that it ended <coughs> and whatnot. So, um, you know, um. Bad movies go back to bad characters and bad character progression. Like bad, bad information being um, being uh, explored and um, being communicated by the writers and the director. You know, to to us the viewers, and that's where bad movies all stem from: bad writing. And um, not all um, movies with uh, bad writing are, are bad. Um, the, you have some uh, good movies with some bad writers, you know. And the, the director, unless you're talking about like a documentary... And even with documentaries, those are famous for being skewed. That, that's what I'm trying to say is that you, you have ultimate control and perspective and what light you want to shine on, on your characters. And uh, if, if you make a character a certain way, it's because the directors say so. It, it doesn't have anything to do socially. And that's what also rubbed me off the wrong way, or what turned me off about this movie is because I was like, what is this director trying to say about society or how people are, how men are, how women are, how different races are? There's only one black guy, and he died. Yeah, typical, right? So, yeah, you know, and, and, and uh, the bird box isn't e- any better. Even if the guy didn't die. It's it's like, uh, like, yeah, now you're baby daddy. or No, not even baby daddy. You're, you're like the boyfriend. Now, like, you got your baby mama? Like, what the fuck? So, um... <laughs> So, um, the, the movie stayed on my mind. The ideas, the, the images, and the conversations stayed on my mind. Um, that's also what sort of <clears throat> turned me off is because I'm, I'm into, um, some juicy dialogue. I always remark at Aronofsky... Aronofsky and Lars Van Tior, I believe his name is. They they have some good dialogue, and the dialogue helps with good uh, character disposition and character flow. 
character chemistry, character development. It's it's, it's uh, not solely in uh, dialogue, but a lot of it hinges off of that. And a lot of movies that are bad, especially in our local scene, why why do local directors make bad movies? And that's why they're not big. It's because they lack in three things, I would say. Dialogue, <clears throat> sound production, because uh, voiceovers and uh, sound effects go a long way. You don't realize it, but all Hollywood movies, even the bad ones, you realize they have sound effects. What makes a lot of local movies bad is because two things. They have bad dialogue and they have bad sound. They're not taking into the to the fact that you as a viewer, you don't have that sound perspective that the cameraman would have per se when he's picking up that sound when he's out there, you know, recording for the director. You have to take in consideration that different sounds are in the 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 actors I mean, uh, the character's uh, perspective. So, you know, you, you got to go to a sound guy. You, you, or you got to take in consideration stuff like that. Because um, little things like that. It doesn't totally knock you out of the movie uh, perspective or mode. You know, the, the vision. But, but it hurts. You know, the conversations, right? And, and uh, you can also go back to uh, what's his name? That makes uh, Pulp Fiction. What makes him good is because he's a writer and he makes good dialogue. Even though they might be talking about mundane things, the dialogue is so good. You're 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 overanalyzing it and looking at it introspectively. What they're saying, like almost as a fourth wall. That's how good it. You know, he's another example, a director and whatnot. So, uh, last thing that would make a bad movie, especially with local movies, is post editing or with uh, the camera setting. What a lot of movies do, what gives it that movie look, is the focus. If you notice in a lot of movies, the edges or the body outline of a character is uh, focused out or blurred out because, um, you know, that, that that's um, where, where your focus ought to be on characters and not the background. And, and a lot of um, cameras that are being produced, they, they advertise and they, 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 um, they, they want the product of, of that because, you know, you're, you're out traveling, you want to take a picture of you and uh, the Eiffel Tower in the background they they produce a camera so that it's able to you know capture all of that in, in perspective so you have to go to your uh, post production and uh, edit that or set your camera to um, a different setting so that you can have that um, effect you know it's cliche not not saying that rules can't
can't be broken. It's just that I've noticed that those three things in combination would knock a person out of the movie perspective and um, would, uh, would, would, would hinder. Now, bad characters or um, unlikable characters, I should say, and um, camera angles, the lighting, you know, topic, genre, I, I could uh, overlook a lot of that. Uh, I'm able to, um, you know, zoom in and take that into consideration. So now, I said all the bad things. What made me keep on thinking about this movie? It was the characters, ultimately. And that's where the movie hinges off of. It's not about how or what, because when the characters speak with each other about how or what far as their environment, no answers. You get no answers, there's no exploring. Characters literally don't explore, except for the main character, and that's at the very end, and uh, yeah, she doesn't find anything. So now, um, yeah, very light topic. With her going out and not finding anything was so disappointing, because as far as what we see and what we know, there is nothing out there. What the guy had in his bunker at that moment was the best they had. The best opportunity for what the movie was trying to convey, I believe. Because um, also, you know, we could predict and hope, you know, at least in that movie's uh, universe that um, there are other people and there's some other civilization. The same way I look at idiocracy, and it's like, yeah, that's where all the dumb people, but I bet you all the smart people are somewhere else on the planet, or not even on the planet, you dig? It was just showing you the dumb side, because if they were like, oh, let's show you the smart side, I don't think the movie would have a good point being around a bunch of smart people, and then it'll get a little more serious, you know, in observing because, you know, how would you project smart people being dumb? And that would be, you know, really ironic. But the movie all by itself is ironic. Honest. Oh, man, that, like, the more time that passes, the more that movie becomes more and more relevant, it seems like. Anyway, I'm divulging. <laughs> Let's go back to the divide. So, um, yeah, what what was implied is that that bunker was the only thing they had, and that the way they acted, and you know, it goes back to what the writer is controlling for uh, the the piece, the actors, the actresses. He, he has full control, so he he decided that <clears throat> trying to explore how the environment ended up the way that it did 
wasn't to his interest. His interest was to have a situation where even if they cooperated, there was no expiration, there was no exposition. And um, the characters do cooperate. In the beginning, some points in the middle, but definitely not the end, as y'all can expect. The movie is a lot of melodrama. It's that that's what gives it its Netflix type of feel to it. I you know I notice is um, the melodrama. There's this like weird three triangle love thing going on and that's what gives it that Netflix thing because I was like yeah that's what like teens go through you know even though adults go through that you know a lot of soap operas (laughs) teeters off of that you know but I'm just saying that that really that's, that's really like I guess female drama melodrama Young drama, you know? Not nothing that us adults ought to be still worrying about. <clears throat> still trying to work out those kings, right? So, uh, yeah. And, um, seeing that the characters is, uh, what, what got me to, to think more. Let's uh, go down the list. So, you have the daughter character. The one you know least about. Well, technically not the least about. You know the least about is uh, the bunker guy's wife. Who is implied that she has died in 9-11. It is implied that he used to be some firefighter. Uh, a firefighter for 9-11. And also the movie is like. It's just a bunch of Europeans. You know trying to say how Americans would be. And how the situation America is in. Or something like that. That's what the movie also comes off to me. So the movie also touches up on. Slightly about terrorism because they they question, like I said, but there's no answers. So, you know, looking at the 9 11, that's what they're conveying. That's what us Americans know about 9 11 terrorism. That was the terrorist attack, that was something bad happening. And that, um, <clears throat> yeah, we, we don't know a lot about that, his wife. It appears that back then he was like a, like a family guy, or to be a family guy, you know, with his wife in the picture. And that, um, I believe after 9-11, he's like a janitor for our apartment. Or maybe some supervisor. 
so the people in the apartment I think that that's where they live they just been happen to go to their basement and then go outside so um the daughter character the person who I started to say you know least about she gets taken away by the people and they don't explore that at all really weird right I don't know really weird why they don't explore that like they give if and they take if. That's that's part of the reason why I was kind of put off on this movie. As far as a theater perspective and seeing something answered, seeing you know like they it seemed like that was a good pinnacle or a good uh, turning point in the story, and they don't explore that. Getting the daughter back. Because now it's just nothing but adults. And that's what didn't you notice about the movie. That's what, it, what I noticed about the movie is that, okay, you're not going to explore on trying to rescue the daughter. And trying to retrieve her, trying to spot her, try to get her back into the story. But no. It also goes back to uh, movie sense. Not, you know, uh, internet persona movie scenes but people theorize that our movies do have a moral system even though our movies and that typically given that genre and that rating of the movie there there's morals in that movie so a lot of folks seem to what also notice and correlate this moral system is in horror movies where people die so they notice that the characters that drink smoke or are less sympathetic use drugs you know are the ones that die the ones that have premarital sex or sex you know or nudity something like that those people die the naive parents or the naive adults that don't believe the children but it young adults are being killed they die you know stuff like that and uh, I uh, would sometimes imagine and apply that to other movies so my interpretation is that in this movie all the people in the film ex- maybe except for the main character I guess I guess because I guess I'll I'll get into the end of the movie more into the end of the movie for y'all later is um is she she was too pure to be involved or to be a witness in what happens in the movie after the little girl gets abducted it was like those people in the suits are like 
angels and they took her away because they're like, you're too pure for what's about to go down. And yes, some weird things, questionable things, uh, very subjective and not objective things happen. But the more then I think about, the more I think about the film, the more I, I just explore it as, uh, as, as serious. Not in like real life, but within its context. Because um, I, I pray that they're not trying to say, oh yeah, American women act like this, and oh yeah, American men act like this. So, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, um, poor, poor little girl. That's that's all I could say, I guess, about her. Next character is the Sam character. Mutilated. This guy was a was a dog, I think. They don't make this character into a dog at, at some point. Like and this was other characters. Like it was it was cruelty. The movie is uncomfortable. You it's like well, why am I watching this movie? I'm thinking there's some exploring, some exposition, something to learn. But no, we learned that some of these characters are cruel to each other. So the Sam character, he he's he doesn't stand up. He doesn't, you know, make things right. He gets mutilated, I believe, and uh, at the end of the movie. He's just sitting there, just smiling at at a at a house fire, which he's in. Like that dog, you know me. But this is fine. It ain't that bad. <laughs> There's nothing really left to explore in that character, and um, the girl. I believe that's like her boyfriend. At least she acts like that's her boyfriend for most of the time. Is really like like her like her relationship with him just gets more and more distant. And it's like why do they do that? Why? Well, well what they they all the characters don't waste the potential. Because he just cracks and fold. The Sam character. <clears throat> the Adrian character. I wish I could say something different about him. But he's another character that gets butched. And um, almost literally. This is a character, Adrian. This is why I have to bash the movie. He gets shot two times. Who gets shot two times? Yeah, Tupac, right? This guy is in Tupac. I mean, what is somebody else in the in the on the crew? Like, I don't know. It's like the movie wants to be re really, really realistic. I get it. With 
character attitudes toward each other situation <clears throat> I get it it subverts your expectations I get it but it's like they subvert your expectations for what that character to to when he gets shot he's basically realistically down you 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 you, you got a man down And the passage of time suggests that this isn't, oh yeah, just a few months later or a year later and he's alright. And, you know, back to, yeah, where we last left off, kids. Nah, you know, he's basically useless, just like Sam. And, yeah, I get that he's the brother to Josh. And that maybe he's like some friendship with Sam. But the girl, the main character, her little triangle with Adrian, Sam, and Josh was kind of weird. Because there are some moments where she's like drifting away from Sam. And then there's some moments where she's over here catering to Adrian. Like, you know, being his nurse and his nanny. It's like, what the heck? No, I mean, I, I get it. She's like probably like the caretaker kind She's supposed to be you. She's supposed to be the viewer. She's supposed to be the one that's like, all right, I'm going to have morals if everybody else does it. And, and <clears throat> for most of the movie, she does have morals that you agree with. But at the very end, you're like, why did she do that? Why did she do that towards Mickey? She had nothing to do with Mickey being chained up and beaten. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm just, you know, talking in relations to the same character, how he's being useless. I mean, just looking at his mutilated face. I mean, not really mutilated, but his disfigured, but half-burnt face. It's just weird. Adrian. Yeah, just, just to get shot again. And, um, shot... By um the main character, not I remember. That was the dumbest thing. The main character, I believe, accidentally shoots him. Like dumb things happen. <clears throat> She's like, uh And when he gets shot, you're like Okay. When he gets shot, you're like, um, thank God and um yeah, he's lucky. Because uh, in this overall situation, yeah, you, you're just sucking. You're eating dirt. You're, it's it's a struggle. Like, oh, man. Ay, ay, ay. So the only black character, he's like, you know, the main character. Morals. Every now and then they're trying to shoehorn race in there. Like, he would accuse one of them. <laughs> discriminating is like what the fuck why did the director have you write that but yeah They're, the characters brush it off and so do you brush it off because it's like this has nothing to do with race these, all these people are in bad situations and they want some answers and there's no answers for them so um yeah 
the black guy, he's helpful. Like, he's like the main character, you know, rushing towards people's needs and asking questions and trying to, you know, set some order. Trying to be the good voice amongst the people. And then he dies. He's like, um, the second person. Well, technically the first person that dies. Because uh, the girl, it isn't implied that she died. She just got taken away. So yeah, after when she gets taken away, Adrian gets shot. There's a point where... See, I didn't even know his name was Devin. <clears throat> Devin is talk or confronts Mickey about his room and extra food that he has and this and that which um, morally uh, I disagree on uh, on Devin's part because uh, I believe that whatever you work for and produce for yourself at that situation you're producing it ought to be mainly primarily for yourself if you make a decision which Mickey has not he he didn't make that decision I'm not bashing him at all anyway if I'll get to Mickey later but yeah the black character dies like cliche stuff and, and, and it's like you know they don't kill the black character he is the main character you know like what the heck um Bobby his character this actor yes I think that <clears throat> they really wanted the main character Eva is her name and Josh to be the glue of the film but I think Josh was the glue of the film because he's the character that goes through the most transformation, I believe. Sam's transformation was from scared to useless and mutilated. Adrian's transformation was, yeah, questionable, scared to being down shot two times and dead Devin it abruptly ends in the middle of the movie but Bobby's character you get to see also some uh, individual development for him um you don't get no individual development for Sam. You don't get any individual development for Adrian. You don't get any individual development for Devin. You know, um, Sam is like supposed to be in a relationship with the main character, but that's all you get to explore about him outside of whatever situation. Adrian, the same way. All you know is that. His, his his brother Adrian and Josh are supposed to be brothers in the movie and that um, Josh is friends with Bobby 
definitely moving. Um, <clears throat> and that, uh, I guess, Ava is just, I don't know, she just, I guess just been happy to know Adrian, Bobby, and Josh. I don't know. It, they don't explore that. I really wish they did a little bit. Maybe I have to watch the movie again, but I don't want to watch the beginning of the movie just to find out, oh, how, how they, you know, because the movie doesn't explore that at all. It doesn't matter, it seems like. So, um, Bobby's character. Seeing that, how I, I have a strong perspective on his character, I, I think I always save him for last. Marilyn, like, very dis, like, I'm not disappointed in Devin's character as as his flow, his character flow, his disposition, because his moral standards is like the main character standards. For most of the movie, <laughs> you know, so so you you just hey, he died, you know. Characters die. I'm not that mad at that characters dying. I think that there's subtlety. Whatever the director and the writers are trying to say subtly, writing wise, I don't like. But Marilyn's character, oh my goodness. So your daughter disappears, right? And then what happens? You don't explore, you don't do nothing. You just whore yourself out. That's uh really fucked up. That's bad. You're a bad mother. I mean, so what Josh went out to try to find the daughter and he wasn't successful. But you as a mother. You, you just don't give up like that. And she gave up. That's what ultimately I think her character's exposition was supposed to be. I give up. Type of character. <coughs> Messed up. I don't, I don't know. And then, uh, yeah. Her, she, I guess, just dies. You see her, like, bleeding out from the nose. But is it implied that they're beating on her or she's just sick? Because there's some other part where she's like, oh, my vagina is bleeding. It's like, how and why? But of course, it, they don't explore on that. So just implied that she just died. Died a whore. Weird, right? Okay, now Josh character. The movie is prompting that Josh is going through a transformation and or that he's just the most transformed. I think they did that for his like aesthetic, the way they transformed him. It's like, since when did this guy get so buff? Why at the very end of the movie, he's looking like some Hulk of a monster? Like, it's like, Whatever they're trying to say, radioactive, right? But they hinted at what Mickey was implying. 
Then the they named him Mickey on top of that. What the hell? But anyway, <coughs> Josh, like you know, his transformation. What 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 was going through his mind? And uh, all right, let's start at the basics. So, Josh in the beginning of the movie is like the main character, the the black character. He he's a light of the good. He's a good voice, and then he begins to descend. After he chains Mickey up and gets mad at him, and oh, now I want to be a leader of this bunker. Weirdly enough, ah, uh, uh, yeah, and um, yeah. Having no backbone, essentially, like he he just allows Bobby to act the way that he does. He he allows Marilyn to descend into chaos. He allows Sam to be treated the way that he does. He allows Adrian to be. Neglected the way that they neglected him. It's uh, really despicable in this guy. But I see, I see why they descend. <clears throat> At least um, in the environment for certain characters. Other characters are just wasted. But Bobby, Devin's, you know, their flow, Josh's flow is. Uh, I could, I, I, I feel it. Mickey, I could feel it. Eva, all the way until the very end, though. Because, um, far as going with character, um, frequency or repetitive, their, their disposition. Uh, I don't know, it's just convenient for her to have a change in, uh, in character right at the very end it, it was just convenient I would say so um <clears throat> yeah so if I had to sum it up Josh was a good character that descended into the dark his mind also and that maybe every now and then he he there his there was some humanity in him but it was just so small especially at the very end in that when they're looking at Josh and he's holding a lantern with gasoline spilled and they're saying oh are you proud of yourself which i'm like what what prompts you to even ask that but I guess, you know, he's just, oh yeah, despite me having my finger chopped off, me being beaten, me being, um, 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 starving, I still have a sense of humor at this very instant, still, to ask, are you proud of yourself? And then, uh, Josh, if I had to explore... It's like, no, I'm not proud of myself. 
I rather self-destruct, and uh, that's why he uh, banged uh, the lantern and the fire and the explosion. Yeah, and then he's running on fire. You know, <clears throat> the end of the movie with Josh was like some type of art experiment aesthetics I guess they wanted to execute on him that's that's how I take it because I'm like I don't know what's in that food they were eating where on one instance they're dying but this guy is just getting stronger and stronger so um there's a part in the movie where Josh and Bobby shave off shave the hair off their head and uh, that's a good message on uh, the director's part in conveying that the characters are going through change. And you do get a sense that, yeah, these characters have changed. And, uh, yeah, he, he becomes a despicable, dis, despicable character. Despicable. <laughs> Alright, so um, let's move on to Mickey's character. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with him. Because given the circumstances and, um, and uh, everybody's environment, what's going on as far as progression. Yeah, he had the most insight. He was in the best position. And uh, all the characters, uh, naturally, you know, that, that's what I'll give up, give one on uh, the director. He uh, had that environment play out to an extent, far as realistic character-wise, how people would react. <laughs> you know, um, now that I think about it, the director, he had two paths. You'd be damned if you do and damned if you don't. Them to, you know, Hollywood it up and explore and do this and do that. Or, you know, do what people would honestly imagine and criticize on uh, other movies and other directors. Oh, that's not realistic. Yeah, I, I give it to him. It's realistic. So, realistically, Mickey was the realistic one. He uh, stored food and had preparation a bunker locked and uh he just happened to have the door open for these people to run in which uh he regrets so um the subtlety writing in this movie is that he's some right winging American who's uh bitter because, oh, he was a victim of terrorism. His wife died, and he was once a good guy, but now he's bitter about other ethnicities. Then he spouts some uh, conspiracy, which feels really weird because, like, why are you sharing this with these people? They, they wouldn't, how, how would you be prompt? They wouldn't know anything. They have no position. None of the characters had any disposition or any 
pre-phase foreshadowing that yeah they are into conspiracies also so when he divulges into conspiracy it just more alienates his character from the other characters do you know the good character morals and uh you as a viewer's morals so it's like yeah, we ain't never heard of that conspiracy before. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. One half of the movie, he's um, being like the caretaker. You know, you're in my house, you live by my rules. Fair enough. I don't know what the director was trying to convey for is that I, I, I think I do. I think I do. But um, I'm assuming what other people would assume, you know, they would divulge into the good characters' ideologies as far as where they would clash, saying, oh, yeah, you should share more. And whatnot. So um, then the next half of the movie, he's uh, just wasted. It's implied that, oh, he's locked up in some room, shitting his pants. He even begs for his life to end. You're like, yeah, just kill me, bro, just kill me, and they don't. And that shit's just painful. I mean, they should've, because him and Mr. Smiley Pants have mutilated face, disfigured face Sam, uh, sitting there, just smiling, like... In a burning house. So that's what makes this movie so off-putting. And it's like, oh, this, this movie sort of sucks. They wasted another character. They painted, they tarred and feathered this character. And he's like the most patriotic American character. Because uh, Bobby and Sam, they come off as really European. I mean, the movie feels like a European take on how, you know, American catastrophe on a personal, introspective note. But it's like, what the heck? Um, Eva, yeah. What I disagree with her is that she becomes everybody's girlfriend all of a sudden. She becomes a mother character when the actual mother character isn't being a mother character. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with and I disagree with. But, you know, don't blame the characters, blame the writers. And then at the very end, she abandons her boyfriend, Sam, who's been tortured and mutilated, basically. And um, the, the, the other character that, that you sided with in overturning Josh's demonic tyrant rule over them. Just a, yeah, I'm going to turn my back on him and my boyfriend. Then they just discovered that, yeah, the world is desolate. What a waste. What a waste. So, last but not least, who I would pick is the Bobby character. 
You see him as the guy who's the dude who is kind of pissed because he doesn't know what's going on. He wants answers. There's no answers. Um, <clears throat> given the situations that they imply, yeah, eating the same food, he doesn't like, you know, what Mickey is implying. Here in my house, you live by my rules. Yeah, so, it that hypothetical, I don't blame him. And then, you know, I don't agree with him. I, I don't, you know. Then, um, he's like, uh, yeah, let's overthrow Mickey with Josh. Tie him up. Oh, I'll beat him up. Oh, yeah, but Bobby is also the character that's like, let's eat people. It does imply that they ate somebody. What the heck? I mean, this was at the point when um, they still had Mickey or Mickey was tied up. I have, I don't know. I don't want to even watch a movie again to see how's Eva's relationship with Adrian, Bobby, and Josh really. Or what's Sam's relationship with Adrian, Bosch, and Josh? Really? Maybe they work together? I don't know. And, um... When did they come to the conclusion of eating somebody? Was that before they found out that Mickey had more food in the storage? I guess obviously, but... Gosh darn. The writers... Yeah... Don't blame the characters, blame the writers. But I don't agree with Bobby on that part. Man, man, man. Then Bobby descends. I mean, like, out of nowhere, Marilyn just comes to his corner where he's just chilling and smoking. Like, where do these characters get cigarettes from? I don't know. Maybe Mickey's character is like, yeah, I'll give y'all beans and cigarettes a day. Here's your pack of cigarettes and here's your pack a can of beans. So, um, yeah. So, Marilyn just comes up to Bobby and fucks him. And, uh, yeah, that's when she becomes, like, yeah, his personal whore. But it isn't like he forces her. She just comes on to him. I don't know. Maybe her instincts is like, oh, yeah, Sam is some dog boy. Adrian is some wounded soldier. The black guy is dead. Josh, uh, he's too much of a good guy for me to whore myself with. And, uh, Mickey, oh, yeah, that smoking, you know, scoundrel. Fuck him. So I'll whore myself with Bobby. And then, um, Bobby is just being, uh, a misogynist and domestically abusing Marilyn. It's like, that's messed up, man. And then, um, he's, you know, egging Josh on. And Josh is egging Bobby on and doing bad things. Then they shave their heads. Then Bobby does some crazier things, which I can't recall, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, and then he's wearing makeup and wearing a dress. 
And then uh, he gets his throat slashed by either Mickey or by Eva. Ah, it's weird. It's weird because um, if I can remember, oddly enough, what makes this awkward is that I think Eva accidentally shoots Adrian and kills him. And yeah, all these characters die except for Eva. But whatever the heck, the movie is wacky, melodrama, infused. It's it's um, it's not the type of movie you watch for the fun. It's the type of movie you watch because you never heard of it and you're curious. You're not watching it because it's a good movie. Maybe you're watching it because you wanted to study on uh, anthropology under these circumstances. Yeah, the characters could divulge into similarly, similar, similarly different paths. I could see that easily. So uh, that's the good thing. I'm, good side about the movie um, yeah that's that's all I can say about this disaster of a film it is a disaster movie also there's like this weird like I don't really like the main character's little love triangle cause she's like having this like little fling with Josh, when he's like all mutilated and animalistic, and he's like about to rape her and whatever, and it's like, what the heck is she doing? What 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 is she thinking again? What what, what is she trying to butter him up for? What? <laughs> <laughs>